The message is entitled, Faith to Reach the Goal. We have to understand that our faith has a purpose. It's not just to come to church and live as a Christian, but there is something deeper that we have to understand when it comes to faith, where it's not just for the sake of going through the motions. It's not for the sake of being, um, being connected to Christian communities, but rather it's to know that you're a child of God and there is a calling on your life here on this earth. In our intro, I'm going to kind of go a little deep in some ways, but we have to understand this. There is a spiritual world that is out there that if we ignore we'll be overwhelmed by circumstances. There's three kind of spiritual worlds that we need to be aware of. First is the kingdom of the world. When we think of the world, we don't think much like, ah, you know, the world's the world. But there, there are a lot of movements going around in the world that you know of or you might not know of. Um, the picture up here is actually uh, a picture of one of the biggest EDM concerts in the world. It's called Tomorrowland. <laughs> and this is no joke. Um, CEOs of companies and leaders of countries, they come to these events. And these events are filled with music, but they're also filled with a lot of drugs. <laughs> they're filled with a lot of just, just very not so holy things. But during these, this massive party, they have a moment where everything is just quiet. And this voice comes out and says, you are God, or you can do anything you set your mind to. And it just kind of echoes that message that we hear so often here on this earth, right? All in our culture. And it's, all, it's a very spiritual moment. And then they turn off the music again, and they go party, and everything resumes. The debauchery resumes. And this is move, these are movements happening all over the world. This, this one happens to be one of the biggest, or the, big, the biggest, but there's things like that here in the States. There's things like that in Asia, everywhere. But we can't just put a blind eye to that either. We have to be aware of these things. I'm not saying EDM is bad or anything like that, but <laughs> for those who are like, oh, Pastor Dan is saying, <laughs> music is music, but we have to see what, what the intent of these things are, right? Of course, we know the kingdom of Satan. His goal is for humanity to be destroyed. You know, that's, that's his goal. He will offer you everything chase after success, chase after money, chase after these things, but one thing he doesn't give is Christ. He'll give you everything except for Christ. He takes that one thing out. He said, chase after that money, chase after that career, chase after that man or woman, chase after this, chase after that. And people get so mixed up in their head that they don't know what they're chasing after. And only thing that moves is time. And you get to a point where you don't have strength to give, to change anything anymore. And sometimes that's when people realize, oh, shoot, <laughs> I've been following the wrong thing. That's how Satan works. And then there's also God's kingdom. 
Um, the reason why I chose this picture is there's this word in Hebrew called shalom. And, you know, we, a lot of uh, Jewish people, they use it as a greeting. But this greeting is very meaningful. It means just your whole being being, your whole being being well, <laughs> um, where you are complete in God, body, mind, and soul. So shalom is like your whole well-being. That's what it means. It's not just a greeting, it's a blessing, you know? So greet each other, shalom. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you don't have to. But with that intent, say hi. <laughs> um, because that's what God in his kingdom is trying to do through you, is restoring your very being from your, from your soul to your mind to your physical and that leads us to the spiritual world, right? The, the physical world. Did I say spiritual world? Physical world, sorry. And in this, we function with our senses, right? Sight, hearing, taste, touch, smell. And if we just live with this, yes, we can get a lot of information and then make judgments according to this. But if we live only according to this, we'll also get very scarred because there's a lot of things that we see that are not so great, right? We hear a lot of things that are not so great. And we can really live very broken lives due to that. Emotional, right? If our lives and our emotions were one-to-one, -one, we'll be in trouble. Because our emotions go up <laughs> and our emotions go down. And it goes left and right and up, you know, it goes all over the place. And if our lives are stuck on emotion, then we're in trouble because our emotions, if you notice, aren't that stable. We have good days, we have bad days, we have just really funky days. <laughs> and then there's kind of the, the psychology of our minds, right? Uh, we had a nice discussion last night uh, talking about what are the six needs that a human being needs. And psychology can explain a lot. You know, when it comes to the human mind and the needs that it has. However, it's not enough. If we ignore the spiritual, we get stuck with just the physical world. And it's just enough to see what's happening here on this earth, but that's it. You don't need God. You just go by what you see, what you hear, and then you just kind of take the consequences of that. But when we see through God's perspective what he is doing, we're able to actually transcend above what we see, hear, taste, touch, what we feel, the psychology of it all. And this is how the world functions. They want you to just remain in just what you, what you can sense with your senses, what you can emote, <laughs> and what you can you know, figure things out with your mind but we're missing a huge chunk of what God is trying to do through us, where there is this communication, this relationship that we have with God who sees the whole picture. We only see this much, and then we do the best we can with this much. But at the end of the day, it's only this much, and we can only see so much with our limitations. We're very limited with these senses. You know that, right? <laughs> uh, you can see it with other uh, creatures of the world, they, they have extra senses that we don't have. Dogs can hear things that we can't hear. Um, all that stuff, right? 
We're very limited as human beings. Even with our sight, there's animals that have better sight than us. But with this limitation, we have to understand it's a limited view, right? We can only see so far ahead. We can only come up with solutions so far ahead. We can only predict the future so far ahead. We can't tell what's going to happen tomorrow, but we sure try to make it as predictable as possible. As human beings, we have both the spiritual and physical. It goes hand in hand. We are created to be spiritual beings, but with physical bodies. And in midst of this spiritual side and physical side, we have to understand there's something or someone guiding you. And that's what you have to discover. If it's not God who is guiding you, you need to figure out what it is. Because if it's not God, there's a lot of things that you need to be aware of, right? If it is something here of this earth, even it could be a human being, right, that you follow and are guided by, it's limited. They're limited. Things of this earth are limited just because it's material, <laughs> just because they are human. Humans can't live forever. Material things don't last forever. Trends don't last forever. Money doesn't last forever, sadly. All these things are really temporary. Then what is really guiding us? Because once you run out of strength, then who are you going to trust? The government? <laughs> you know? It's hard. Very, very difficult. But God, he, he knows you. And he knows your future. So we have to ask ourselves, then what are these barriers that we struggle with to trust in him, to have faith? Trust and faith are almost one in one. And we see this barrier happen with the disciples. The disciples went to meet Jesus on this mountain that he called them to meet him at. And it says in his word that some doubted. These were disciples of God, and some doubted. And it's this mentality of being half in and half out. Being half in and half out is not really faith. You can think of it like this. When you don't fully trust somebody, you don't really listen to them, right? You have a lot of like, eh, a lot of doubt that they'll follow through with what they say. And when we don't fully trust God, that's what we're doing to him too. The messages that we hear on Sunday and we just spit out after we're out of here, right? Just, <laughs> thank you for the word. <laughs> and then we go back to Monday. And we consider that faith. Sadly, to tell you, know, just as a wake-up call, that is not faith. That's religious living, just going through the motions. If we receive the word and then we spit it out before we leave church, that's not faith. That's just going through the motions. We have to ask ourselves, then what is keeping us 
right? What is stopping you from faith? Is it past hurts from the church? Past hurts from someone that was a Christian? Is it family problems? Is it personal problems? What is actually stopping you? Because whatever that is that is stopping you, you can't fix it on your own. Last week, we kind of established that you can't be God. The messaging of the world says, oh, you are, you are God. You can be God. You're in, you're in control of your destiny. And you're like, yeah, I feel good about that messaging. But then you can't be perfect. And then you get discouraged. You didn't meet a deadline. You get discouraged. Oh, I'm so tired. And then you get discouraged. What's wrong with me? You get discouraged. And then what, right? We just slowly just kind of degrade until what's left is not us anymore. It's our scars. It's just pain. But what we need is grace. It's grace that breaks through these barriers. But how do we receive grace then? The word that you receive, don't spit it out. Rather, pray it out. <laughs> Sorry, a little corny, but we do. We need to really pray through the word that we receive. Because when we pray through the message that we receive, God, he answers his word. The word that he gives us is a promise. And we hear that a lot too. Oh, God's word is a promise. God's word is a promise. Then we need to pray it like it is a promise. Hold on to it like it's a promise and see how God answers his promise throughout the week. We can't allow barriers of faith to just remain and just be like, ah, oh, you know, I'll just go through the motions again. That got me through. There comes a time where it won't work, you know, or when you need God to come through, you don't know who he is. You're like, uh, God that Pastor Dan preaches about, <laughs> help me. <laughs> we saw how that works in the Bible. The, the sons of Shiva, right? He, they were casting out demons in the name of the God, of, uh, the name of Jesus Christ that Paul preaches about. And the demons were like, you don't know who Jesus is. And then the demon-possessed man beats him up, <laughs> Right? True faith, true relationship, right? There's something to that. It's not just going through the motions. It's getting to know somebody. It's getting to know what's going on inside their hearts and mind. And that needs to take place as we hold on to God's word. That's how we get into God's mind. That's how we get into his heart understanding what he actually wants. Isn't that a weird concept? Like asking God, what do you want, God? <laughs> but we don't pray like that because we don't care what he wants. We want him to know what we want. And then we, we get discouraged because what we think we need and want is not what God has planned for your life. So we need to ask, God, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? 
Because his desire, his will, his kingdom being established in your life is not separate from your happiness and your joy. It's actually where you will find your happiness and joy. Because that's what Jesus did. He went to the people that were rejected and brought them the gospel. He didn't go up to them and say, you sinners, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. No, he ate with them. He ate with sinners. He spent time with them and gave them good news. Their joy was complete in Jesus. How about your joy? Where are you trying to find the completion of your joy? Is it in temporal things? Then guess what? It's going to be a leaky bucket. <laughs> it's going to keep you happy for only so long. But the world tries its best to refill that bucket as fast as it can. New iPhone, <laughs> new Samsung devices, new computers, new laptops, new technology, new clothesline for the spring, new this and new trends. And it's just constant leaking. But what God wants to give you is something that lasts, something that remains, something that can actually break through some of the scars that you're holding on to. Receive grace. Hold on to the word and see God break through these barriers to faith. Because we don't have the strength in, our, in us to, you know, have faith even. And that's why it says in God's word, faith comes from what? Hearing the word of God. And it's not just hearing, but it's holding on to the word of God. That's how we receive grace. It might seem like, what is that going to do for me? Do it. Try it. And see, challenge yourself to do it. And see how God gives you that strength for faith. And then we start to see these blessings of faith take place. Where we receive authority, authority from Christ, who has all authority in heaven and on earth. Uh, oh. Yeah, there you go. That's where we find our authority. It's when Christ is with us that we have authority. It's not because we did something great or I've, I've gone to church for 20 years, you know, or 30 years or more. I was at church since, my, you know, when I, since I was in my mother's womb. That's not where you receive your authority. Is not in what you've accomplished or what you haven't accomplished. But authority comes because Christ is with you. When you receive him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, he is with you. And he's given us this blessing to make disciples of all nations. And that might seem very far from you, but when you get to know who God is more and more, he connects the dots. He opens your eyes to see people that are around you that need the gospel, and you can be used to make disciples so that you can break some of these horrible patterns that people are stuck in, that Satan, that this world, the spiritual world, um, the bad parts of it that are really influencing how the world runs. And it says teaching what has been commanded, and we're able to be people with content we're not people with no answers. Oh, uh, I don't know. 
No, God, he has given us this gospel so that we can give fundamental truths to people to help them day to day, to help them through different problems. Through the Holy Spirit, he'll give you the words that you need to share with people and ultimately introduce them to who Jesus Christ is. And this blessing, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is what we have to actually enjoy. Sometimes when we say enjoy Christ in the church, it sounds like, like an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. Like, enjoy Christ. No, we have to work for Christ, right? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> we have to understand that as we enjoy Christ, we receive the grace to actually serve him. But a lot of people have it backwards. If I serve him, then God will love me, and then he will pour his grace on me. But a lot of people get burnt out in that process because they have it backwards. Know that God loves you already. Know that God's grace is available to you now. And because of that grace, because of that good news, we serve. We devote. So for our source of strength, we need to ask ourselves, what am I holding on to today? What are you holding on to? <laughs> you know? Is it in your abilities? Is it in success? Right? Is it in money? Is it in what school you came from? Is it in your talent? Is it in just, I don't know. <laughs> you fill in the blank. What are you holding on to? Because those who doubted, they remained the same. Which is stuck, right? And this is where a lot of Christians remain. They're half in, half out. It's not really faith, but it's kind of faith. And kind of faith isn't really faith. <laughs> Just like kind of trusting is not really fully trusting anybody, right? I'm kind of trusting. Um, we need to have a conversation with God with this part of our lives where we don't remain stuck. Are we really holding on to Christ as our answer? Because when we do that, when we make that, um, when we make that resolution to hold on to only Christ, then you'll see answers. The problem is we never get there. We only kind of, kind of, half in, half out, half in, half out. We need to come to that resolution. I am going to trust in God. I might not be perfect in doing so, but I want to pursue that. When you make that resolution, then things will start. Things will begin. You will see God's word work in your life in such a way where it's like it's not coincidence anymore. And he gives you the resources and the strength, even the emotional strength to face what you are going through. He gives you that vision to see where you, like what he's trying to do through your life, even through the pains, even through the scars that you've gone through, even through family issues, whatever it may be, there's a purpose, there's a reason. And those who placed their faith in Christ saw the works that led to the nations. God, he is not just calling you to be comfortable here at church. 
And this is something that you know, we, we all have to kind of work on, including myself, is how can we have a heart for all people? I love being comfortable and hanging out with everybody here, you know? But do we really, if we ask ourselves honestly, do we really want all nations? <laughs> you know, do we want more people? Do we really have a heart for people? Do we really want them here? And based on that answer is the answer that we will receive for our church. And it doesn't mean like I want everybody to make sure your answer is, you know, yes, I'm 100% in. I'm not saying we're asking or forcing anybody to, to do so. But can we at least challenge ourselves to pray, to pray so? Because this is not something that I can do by myself as a pastor. I can, you know, do, every, do, do everything the best as, as, I, as I can to, to bring as many people as possible. But that's not the church. It's not the pastor pulling all the strings. It's you guys. You guys are the main figures of the church. And that's why it's so important for everyone here to actually shine. For you to be that source of this gospel to your friends and to the fields that God has placed you in because I can't reach them like you can reach them. They won't listen to me, but they'll listen to you. And that's why everyone here is so precious, because you are unique in that way. And it doesn't mean that you have to be super skilled with your words or anything like that. It's just you even being there is very unique in the fields that God has placed you in. And this is what we need to really pray for. God, help me to know your heart. Help me to see where all this kind of runs in your plan. Help me, Lord God, to figure out the spiritual side of things and the physical side of things so that I'm able to follow where you want me to go because I'm, I'm tired of just being stuck, right? I'm tired of just constantly getting burnt out because I'm just relying on me being perfect and I can't be perfect. Lord, give me your grace and Help me to see your word actually take place in my life so that my faith will grow. What are the barriers to faith? The blessings of faith, right, that I'm going through. And, you know, what am I really holding on to today? You know, this blessing that Christ is with me, or is it just me by myself trying to figure things out? Fortunately and unfortunately, you're not God, right? But God is, and he's made himself available, and that's why it's good news, because where we had no strength, he becomes our strength. Where we had no answers, he is our answer. <laughs>